At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success. What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage, Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. This is Make It Plain. M-I-P. With Masamela Matsumo. Mark Thompson. Make It Plain. Get woke. Good morning, everybody. It's Thursday. You know what that means. It's time for Thursday Coast with the founder of the largest online progressive community, DailyCoast.com, the founder of Civics with a Q, the big polling apparatus with a large sample size. Most of these things you see, we, you know, we hold 1,600 people, and then a lot of them tend to be Republican, but that's a whole nother thing. Uh, and then well, also... You, you, you got to vote. You got to poll Republicans. That's part no, but of polling. I, but I mean, some of them just skew too far their way. It's like they go out of their way to do non-progressive people. Not 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 reputable pollsters. Right, okay, well, not reputable. Yeah. Um, uh, but then the mainstream media likes to promote for that false equivalency, that balance, whatever you want to call it, the ones the ones that are reputable, the ones that are disreputable equally to the reputable ones. And that's why those things always look unclear. But my point is, that's why you should go to civics for a more, more accurate reflection uh, and a larger sample size of everyone and they use cell phones and everything else, like some people still don't do, how to reach people who are progressive and who are younger. And, of course, he is the host of the weekly podcast, The Brief. And in its brief advent, it has become one of the most popular podcasts in the world. Marcos Melissus is here with us. Hey, man. Good to see you. How are you doing? I'm good. Yeah, I'm likewise. Good. Yeah, we're, we're still all still surviving and holding on. Um, you, of course, are still writing the Anti-Vax Chronicles. We invite people to check that out at, at Daily Coast as well, where he, he takes a look at what some of the people are posting on Facebook. And I guess it also means, by extension, what Facebook is allowing to be posted uh, regarding people who aren't getting vaccinated and how in many of these scenarios people are not doing, not faring well 
against the virus. I, you know, I don't understand something. I, I don't know what the original source of it was. Colin Powell passes. And the headline immediately, it's unclear to me whether the family put this out or something else. He died of COVID complications, which yeah. was probably the worst thing that could have been said because Twitter went aflame with, see, see, he had COVID. Uh, he was vaccinated. Yeah. The, the headline literally was he had COVID complications and he was fully vaccinated. So Twitter went aflame. Told you um, either the vaccine killed him or it doesn't work. And then within about an hour, there was the um, announcement that he was also battling multiple myeloma. That that probably, I mean, that didn't help the Twitterverse uh, or take it in another direction other than the conspiracy theory. That was, that was unfortunate. I don't know who who did that or who controlled that. Yeah, you know, Colin Powell is actually, he is it, the reason why everybody should be vaccinated, even if you think you're young and healthy. Uh, and COVID doesn't discriminate, right? Yeah, sure. It mostly kills people who are overweight or have pre-existing conditions or are old. That's undoubtedly. But there are people because of things like cancer who are immunocompromised and the vaccine can protect them because the way the vaccine works is by bolstering the immune system. But if your immune system is shot because you're doing chemotherapy or because you have a cancer that directly targets the immune system, like Colin Powell's uh, blood cancer, then a vaccine is not going to work. Right, right. So that's why even if you think you're healthy and it doesn't affect you, it may affect somebody else. Your selfish actions may kill someone else. And then there's just the fact that, you know what, the vaccine isn't, nobody says it's 100%. Nobody says it's 100%. We were excited when it turns out that the mRNA vaccines, the um, Pfizer and Moderna, were 92% effective. That was amazing. 92 is not 100. That means out of 100 people that are vaccinated and exposed to the virus, eight of them will have an infection. That's not the fault of the vaccine. It's the fact that people's immune systems react differently. And 8% of people don't get the necessary immune reaction response to the vaccine. Now you look at it and yeah, even the breakthrough cases, a lot fewer of them will die, a lot fewer, fewer of them will have serious um, uh, symptoms. That's all great. But the fact that an 80 year old man with cancer, <laughs> immune compromised, undergoing serious health issues, immune system couldn't handle COVID doesn't mean what the anti-vaxxers tried to make it out to be. So yeah, that part was was incredibly uh, disappointing. And I'm not saying that the anti-vaxxers wouldn't have seized on it anyway, but had the initial headlines been Colin Powell battling cancer, unable to, to be vaccinated because died of COVID, it's a, you know, you frame it a little differently than he was vaccinated and he died anyway. So, yeah, because because yeah, because it's still not clear. They said COVID complications, but did the the cancer he was battling um, 
causes death or did the COVID, which one complicated the other? I mean, that's the, I think that's the thing that, but don't put yeah. I mean, it, I mean, of course we, we mourn his passing, God bless him and for all eternity, but it's just, it was just something to see people. I mean, within seconds, see, yeah. you know, and that just, whoever, and we whoever can, did. I think we could say he died of COVID complications. Mm-hmm. I mean, I don't, I don't, it, you know, if COVID did not exist, he probably would still be alive. Now, maybe he would have died in three months because of the cancer or whatever. Right? We'd... His immune compromised. That right. no vaccine was going to save him because his immune system is shot from the cancer. That's why everybody needs to be vaccinated because there's some people who can't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's the frustrating part and yeah i'm already seeing it in the anti-vax chronicles the the colin powell memes are already popping up of course of course we knew it we knew it it just validates their worldview and they would have they would have done that anyway i don't think it matters in but i think there's a lot of people who aren't anti-vaxxers who are suddenly confused about the vaccine that's the part that's dangerous yeah yeah and that's true so, again, we're journalists. So the way you do a headline like that, folks, is Colin Powell passes from COVID complications as he was immunocompromised. That's a very simple headline. Yeah. Colin Powell, comma, weakened by cancer, comma, died of COVID complications. That works, too. Yeah. Because yeah. that's literally true. That's literally what happened. Yeah. Yeah. More MIP after this message. And, and honestly, knowing him and the way he presented himself these past few years, I doubt, I'm sure he would not uh, be pleased that his passing might be used uh, <laughs> for those type yeah, of conspiracy absolutely. theories. Yeah, I'm sure he would. I'm sure he's horrified. I'm yep. sure he would be uh, disappointed um, by that. Why? And, and Dr. Barber, Rem Barber will be in West Virginia this weekend again 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 and guess who is very likely to join him again yours truly oh nice Um, he's invited me to come and and i and i think i'll go It's, it's hard to sit still the question becomes and he's been talking about how even and i'm sure you know this as well uh build back better would benefit his own residents he is not really working for them I mean, so it's mythical that, you know, people need to get over the fact of thinking he's doing what he's doing because he feels pressure from his constituency to do it. He does not. Um, they need this, these items as much, if not more, than the rest of us. Just go to West Virginia. It's one, of the, believe. It's one of the poorest states. Yeah. 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 You, don't even go, you don't even spend a night. Just go fly in, spend a few hours. You, you'll get it. And it's, 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 it's actually tragic to see. It's very sad, very sad situation. But even up until this is Thursday, Wednesday, cloture vote. Of course, it didn't go through. Everybody knew that, except Joe Manchin. Apparently, I mean, he still thought there were going to be ten Republicans. What is he talking um, about? That's on the on the voting rights bill, not on Build Back Better. Yeah, no, sorry, yeah, right. Voting rights bill. I'm sorry, yeah, freedom to vote. Yeah, Absolutely. yeah. yeah I, I switch. Yeah, we can switch we can talk modes. about yeah. Yeah, I switch modes. But but yeah, I'm on freedom to vote. He thought that 10 Republicans were going to be with him yesterday. And I guess. Yeah, they didn't get 10. I mean, they just didn't. I mean, he was even thinking like Lisa Murkowski would vote with them, you know, and she didn't vote with them. Republicans are not going to make voting easier. 
they are not going to. So on the brief this past Tuesday, we had a we've been we've been featuring grassroots activists in battleground states, and we had we had a Pennsylvania activist for a Turn PA Blue, a great organization, and she says that the Republican legislature made it easier to vote mail in Pennsylvania last cycle because of COVID, right? That was a big catalyst. And right now they're having, they're having uh, judicial races this year. Mm-hmm. And Republicans are having a hard time getting their vote by mail vote because Trump has made it toxic. So she talks about how you have county Republican, you know, party chairs, county chairs, begging people to turn in their mail ballots. And the you know on Facebook and the common threads are hundreds of conservatives accusing them of being rhino sellouts because don't they know as Donald Trump said that vote by mail is only theft is is voter fraud right so even I mean this is something that inherently benefits Republicans more vote by mail they're corporate older they're less mobile they're more likely to die before election day. So it benefits them. And in fact, vote by mail is pioneered by the Republican Party in Florida, precisely because Florida is an older state with older Republicans, and it made sure it locked their votes in early. You don't have to worry about waking up and, you know, they're not having a good day or they broke their hip or whatever. Now they can't get to the polls. It made so much sense. And now because of Donald Trump, even in Florida, they're scaling back vote by mail, which, again, helps them more than us. And so even we've gotten to the point now where even a voting rights advancement, like vote by mail, that is nonpartisan. I mean, there, there's no reason it shouldn't equally benefit Republicans, if not more so. They can't do that anymore because Donald Trump has decided that anything, uh, uh, has decided that that's what cost him the election was vote by mail. And so how is Joe Manchin going to get 10 Republicans in the Senate that aren't there, there are no 10 Republicans. So there is an analysis done of, you know, if you ideologically where Republicans stand, right? Mitch McConnell's ninth. Rich McConnell is the ninth most liberal Republican in the Senate. And is anybody going to argue that he's liberal in any sense of the word? You're not going to get the 10. I think 10th was like Cochran, you know, uh, Cochran of Mississippi was like 10. Like, like we're going to get him on anything into a Democratic top 10, you know, Republican list. So Chuck Schumer apparently basically, because the Joe Manchin, basically Joe Manchin wrote this voting rights bill. He, he said, oh, I'm not going to jump aboard this crazy. And it's actually pretty good. It's at Stacey Abrams endorsed it. Uh, it. It outlaws partisan gerrymandering. It makes it easier. It, it, uh, it expands voting rights in a lot of different ways. And the sort of the stop to the right was, was voter ID, but voter ID doesn't have to be driver's license. I mean, there's there's different ways to, to do voter ID, and it's actually pretty good. It's definitely better than the status quo. A lot of republic, a lot of Democrats have been like, right, let's do it. This is good, good enough, better deal. Again, talking about Joe Manchin here, not, not the best, but better, and definitely ability to to uh, suppress the vote. Problem is obviously you're not going to get six. And so Manchin's been saying, I, you know, you know, we got to work bipartisan, bipartisan. And so this was Chuck Schumer saying, like, OK, show your cards. Let's see how how your effort 
the board Republicans has done. I know we're near close to 60 votes. So now the question is, can credit cost put pressure on Manchin to get rid of the filibuster for voting rights? And I've been asking him to get rid of it for everything. Right. Uh, if the argument is this is so important to our democracy, why wouldn't you allow vote? Now, Manchin going to be open? Probably not. Obviously, the Senate is really skewed against Democrats, just geographically, right? I, absurd idea that California gets two senators, and so does in North Dakota, South Dakota, Wyoming, Nebraska, um, Idaho, that have less population than San Francisco, you know, metro area combined have 10 senators, right? It's, it's just a broken system. It's not democracy in any real sense. That said, we have a real, we have a, real opportunity to pick up four seats. If everything goes well, we can pick up four seats next year. And then here's the thing in 2024, there was only two pickup opportunities and they're Texas and Florida. So if we don't really do it next year, we're kind of effed. And that 2024 map is brutal for Democrats. So we are going to be playing defense on, you know, 10 tough seats we have two very difficult pickup opportunities. Uh, we haven't won Florida in a while, so you know I'm not ready to celebrate that. And Texas, obviously, still lean red. It's moving in our direction, but it's still lean red. Right. So this is next year is our last chance in a tough political climate because Joe Biden's poll numbers are legitimately trending down. People are not happy with COVID lingering around. They're not happy with the lack of progress at Congress. This is, it's start, Mark, this is starting to feel like Affordable Care Act, Obamacare 2010 all over again, where mm -hmm. Obama let Democrats um, bicker over the process, trying to get Republican votes that never came uh, for over a year. And yeah. it just sucked um, motivation from the Democratic base. It just turned them off. And we're starting, I'm, I'm starting to see the very same feelings about it. Now there's some wild cards. Donald Trump still being engaged as a wild card. Will they get their base out when the Trump vote hasn't turned out without Trump on the take? There's a lot of questions. Aside from that, though, it's going to be a tough year, but it's our last chance to have a cinema mansion proof Senate for another until 2026. So yeah. this is it. Like, we have to do it next year. We don't have a choice. More MIP after this message. Well, but that's the thing in terms of what we have to do. Again, the concerns that I'm hearing are that we just can't do it if something is not delivered. Yeah. Um, I mean, you know, I, I, you know so, I mean, basically... Mansion at this hour has the power to kill all of that, and he does. So I was with, uh, I was arrested Tuesday with the League of Women Voters, people, uh, people for the American Way, at the White House. Demonstrations have moved to the White House around ending the filibuster. There are demonstrations uh, commencing tonight, Thursday night, at the Vice President's residence around immigration. There's going to be an all-night vigils for a whole seven days. So where there were a lot of demonstrations at the Senate in the summer, people are moving to the White House and the vice president's residence, which to me is indicative of the fact that these are constituencies 
of which I'm a part of, which I'm a member, um, who feel like Biden needs to do something. He needs to do more. Uh, if Republicans can do a carve out for judges, um, what's a carve out for voting rights when that is existential? It's not a carve out for anything. It is a carve out to be sure the party you're in, Joe Manchin, stays in power. Because let's just game this out for a minute. Is Joe Manchin relevant at all if Senate Republicans win back the Senate? How relevant is he? Uh, he switches parties. I mean, there was a story yesterday in The Nation by David Korn that um, that said that Joe Manchin was privately telling associates that he might switch parties. No, he didn't say switch parties. That's not true. He said he might become an independent. And if he's an independent, he can continue being a power broker on both sides. Even uh, if will he be will he be an a hole to McConnell the way he is to Schumer? I bet you he's not. I mean, his state is Trumpy as heck, so he doesn't get any benefit from stopping the Republican agenda from the other side. So who knows? We the problem is, Mark. We have no le- we have no leverage with them. We have no leverage with them. We don't have any leverage with Cinema. We should, but we don't because she's not acting rationally. Manchin thinks he's acting rationally. He thinks he looks at his state and he says it's a 40 point Trump state. Um, and the issue isn't that I, I mean, Sherrod Brown sat down with him. Sherrod Brown representing another, you know, sol- you know, increasingly solid red state and saying the child tax credit has helped 40 percent to pull 40 percent of children in our two states, Ohio, West Virginia, out of poverty. And he said, you know, Manchin was listening. And I don't know if Manchin was really listening or not listening. But it's there's no doubt that Build Back Better helps people in a state more than it helps people in California or New York, Mark. I mean, it helps his like it helps poorer states. It's more redistribution of wealth from wealthy states to poor states like West Virginia. His challenge is that his own constituents don't get that because the Republican Party has brainwashed poor people into thinking that socialism is bad and, you know, pull them up by the bootstraps nonsense is the way to go when they're all literally dying of hunger. Mm-hmm. That's that's a challenge. So it's a question. Does Manchin do the right thing for a state or the politically right thing for the state? Politically right thing would be to be an a-hole because his constituents are a-holes. They voted for <laughs> Trump, you know, 70-30. I mean, it's one of the worst, most a-holish states in the country. So does he cater to that or does he actually try to help him? And apparently he's decided that maybe he doesn't want to actually try to help him. I don't know. It's, it's unfortunate. But again, if he wants the party he's in now, so why not just leave? I mean, what's the point of staying now? I mean, what is what is the benefit of remaining a Democrat today? If you don't want to help the party, you want to leave or become some kind of an independent. I mean, really, I mean, he's doing that now, Marcos. He's really, yeah, he's not because acting. He, Go ahead. I'm sorry. He, 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 yeah, he wrote the voting bill. He is basically writing this bill back better at this point. He is the kingmaker. He actually does get to deliver some pork to his, to his constituents, uh, which he'll brag about. He gets to brag about being bipartisan because then the bipartisan bill gets through. Um, he, he, I mean, I actually believe ideologically he's a very conflicted person. I mean, he's pro-union, anti-choice, right? He is uh, pro some government spending, but he doesn't want to have an entitlement society. 
there is he is sort of trapped in in between two worlds and there's no natural fit for him anymore somehow he's been able to survive in one of the most republican states in the country that's why i'm 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 more i i think he's a total a-hole i'm also willing to cut him more slack than most people unlike Kirsten Cinema, who's just utterly irrational, her poll numbers are tanking. Nothing she does makes sense. Mm-hmm. Uh, yet she thinks she's being all John McCain mavericky when she's just pissing literally everybody off. So I don't even know what's going on over there in a purple to blueing state. She's not in a forty-point Republican state. Um, you know who is in one of those states? John Tester. Is he being an a-hole? No. Sherrod Brown. Is he being an a-hole? No. So Manchin doesn't have to be this prima donna, attention-seeking, obnoxious a-hole. He doesn't have to do that. You can work behind the scenes and tweak stuff there. He thinks it benefits him politically to be the kingmaker. And I don't think he's a kingmaker in the Republican caucus. I think the second he's in the Republican caucus, he shuts up and gets to the back of the row. He gets back there. And uh, and he, the second he criticizes Republicans, Donald Trump goes nuts. So he can't do what he does now. Like, you know, Joe Manchin, he's criticizing Democrats. Joe Manchin couldn't go to the Republican side and do the same shtick. He would he would literally be back of the back of the And, oh, he's going to threaten to not vote with the you know, Republicans. Then Donald Trump goes all nuts on him. And, OK, then it's a 40 point Trump state. There is nothing on that other side. Leverage wise, right. that's so- like he has right now. Basically, he's only a kingmaker still if it's another, I guess, 50-50 Senate. You know, if it's 50-50 in favor of the Republicans, uh, which, well, either way, it wouldn't be that in 2022 anyway. It was 50-50 because Biden and Harris would still occupy the White House. Um, I, I just don't get what his thinking is. If it's not 50-50 and it's... 52, 48 Republicans or whatever it is, or more, he's not a kingmaker. They don't need him, really, because they're not going to get 10 Democrats. They'll get him, and that'll be it. So it's yeah. it's it's really puzzling. We need, than- we need to pick up two net two seats next year. That's what it all comes down to. And Biden and, and Cinema are making it harder to do so. They should have just rammed this through right after they rammed through the uh, stimulus package. I think the momentum was there. Just fucking push it through. Just push it. Just push. Just push everything through together. Yeah, and instead of this 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 conceit that that Manchin's going to get Republican votes, there's there's bipartisanship is dead in anything of real substance. So, um, but you know, you indulge, and it's because it's a fifty cent, you know, fifty fifty Senate. We don't we don't have I. Biden has no leverage with Manchin because what's he? What can he do? How can he threaten Manchin? What can he? What can he claim? Um, anything he just bolts to the other side and, and flips to the Senate, right? We have no. And then I, again, cinema. She's just not acting in any politically rational way. So again, leverage leverage with somebody who's who's not a logical actor doesn't really exist. So yeah. it's frustrating. We need to pick up a net two seats. It's what it comes down to. That's why on the brief, we've been really harping on helping fundraise and, and support organizations that are doing infrastructure building in those key 2022 states, which are Arizona, Georgia, 
North Carolina, Pennsylvania, Wisconsin, and um, did I say Florida? There's one more in there somewhere, but uh, but also in Nevada and potentially even New Hampshire. Like we need to bolster these. We need to bolster our, in, our incumbents. We have some some seats that we're going to have to defend, and er, definitely in Arizona, Georgia, Nevada, potentially New Hampshire. But then all those pickup seats are in North Carolina. I think I didn't say are are really they're tough battleground. Either either very very slight lean D or very very slight lean R in an environment that we don't know what turnout's going to look like from either side. A lot of wild cards. If we can hold the Senate and increase it by two, the filibuster's gone and everything changes. Everything changes. As far as I can tell, all the Democrats running in these these key races all want to end the filibuster. And so we need 52. We need 52. We, we would lose Manchin and Cinema. That's okay, because then the tiebreaker then becomes um, Kamala Harris. And then just better voting rights, D.C. statehood, maybe Puerto Rico statehood. Like, it just, the world looks a lot different, a lot different at that point. But Manchin, man, Cinema, whew, it's taking years off my life. Yeah, it's taking years off of all of our lives. Just how one person can be so self-interested and feel justified is, is just, it's, it's unbelievable, folks. But people out in the streets, more are going to be out in the streets. Marcos is focused on several of these battleground states, but this week on The Brief, he's focused on PA, Pennsylvania. So be sure to check that out and hear what's going on in Pennsylvania. There is a path. Um, what is causing me to lose sleep uh, is, um, you know, where our morale will be, how, how motivated people will be, how much will they be? We know there's already a drop off in midterms. Um, and we say this every cycle. This is the most important election of our life. Well, these might be the most important midterms. Because they are. <laughs> they are yeah, the most yeah. important election. Yeah, I mean, our yeah. democracy is in balance. Mark, once upon a time, we would argue, you know, the argument was they want to cut taxes for billionaires and have less government spending. And we want to tax the billionaires more and have more government spending. That was the debate. Maybe about foreign policy. They were more militaristic. We were less right. militaristic. That was, that was the debate. Now the debate is, do we have a democracy? Because that's a Republican Party. They are a, they are an anti-democracy party who has rallied around a wannabe dictator. I still don't understand. He cost him Congress. He cost him the White House. What, why are they still rallying around a loser? I know Mitch McConnell is now kind of trying to say, like, we should look forward, not look past. Mitch, you had a chance to get rid of that guy January 6th, after January 6th. You had a chance to get your caucus to impeach him, and you you were too scared to do so. Because Donald Trump is telling people now, and if you saw that, that they shouldn't vote next two years if they right. don't keep talking about right. the stolen you know the stolen election in scare quotes. Um, so now we're battling for the sake of our democracy. I mean, that is existential to our nation. And so, yeah, every election is the most important election because it really is. And it's exhausting. I get right. I get it. It's, it's exhausting. It's expensive. It's frustrating. Um, the, you know, everybody's like the Democrats says, no, Joe Manchin and, and Kristen Cinema. you get rid of those two. It's a whole different scene. Remember, Mark, when we started, when you know I first started going on your show, it was a different Democratic Party. There was Joe Lieberman and Ben Nelson, Bill Nelson, and 
Max Baucus. There's these Republic Democrats that were really they'd be Republicans today. And you know, they were they loved they loved to stab the party in the back. They were horrible. They're they're gone. Like there's there's really there's there's one ideological conservative Democrat left, and that is uh Joe Manchin. Cinema again. I don't think she's ideologically conservative. She's not rational. Yeah. She's not rational. So we've, we've been cleaning the house. Like we've done a good job over the last decade cleaning house. But now that means that we still have to finish the job and, and we're almost, almost there. Um, and, but there's going to be a huge difference. I mean, if Mitch McConnell takes over, you know, control of the Senate and it's, I'd say right now his odds are better than even that he takes control of the Senate, given the current malaise in the climate right now. I still think we can bounce back. 2010 felt a lot more difficult than it feels right now, in large part because Donald Trump can motivate our base. And there was no Donald Trump in 2010, right, to to scare progressive voters into turning out in the midterm. I think Donald Trump is there to scare. He's a great boogeyman. Right. I don't want to sit there and run 2020, you know, 2022 on, you know, Donald Trump, the okay. man, I want to be able to like, yeah, like, look, we did some really cool stuff. And I got to say, Mark, that even $1.9 trillion dollar bill, there'll be a lot of cool stuff in there for us to point to and to say like, okay, this is going to go away if Republicans win. Because one of the things that's happening is they're putting sunsets on a lot of these provisions to get the cost down to make Joe Manchin happy. It sucks. These great programs may disappear, but I also think that makes for a really compelling electoral argument to protect those cool new programs. And uh, and Joe Manchin's right. If this if this agenda is really that popular and voters really want it, then they can vote more Democrats in to render his vote irrelevant. Now, he literally said that. Yeah, so he did say that. Hopefully, we can do that. Check out the brief, folks. They're all about Pennsylvania and what we must do. I know it's tough, but we got to figure this out some kind of way. Um, and Marco's guys invest, invest in infrastructure now, Mm -hmm. not six weeks after the election, when you have campaigns raising tens of millions of dollars and they literally piss them away. They they could, they could light it on fire, be more effective than running it on TV ads that nobody sees, nobody listens to, nobody pays attention and doesn't convince a single voter to do anything. Now's the time they're, they're registering voters. They're getting them engaged politically. They are communicating, educating these voters. They're getting them involved in local races. Cause we know that pipeline, we've been really, really crappy at building that pipeline. And so they're doing a lot of incredible on the ground organizing preparation that then the campaigns can layer on top of campaign having to build voter list from zero compared to coming in and saying here's 500,000 people already registered to vote already ready to to uh to engage on behalf of the campaign changing and this is we're probably maybe going over but i just wanted <laughs> stacy abrams stacy abrams right she ran for governor uh three years ago and she lost probably because of republican shenanigans but there was no infrastructure no infrastructure and she almost won so what did she do she's like instead of going away and doing whatever you know going to her law firm or lobbying or whatever you know she decided like okay i suffer from lack of infrastructure i'm gonna build infrastructure and what did happen we took joe biden won the state we took two senate seats from a formerly solid southern red state and when she runs for governor next year i mean she hasn't announced but fingers crossed 
when she runs for governor next year, it'll be a much different playing field than it was when she first ran. It's going to be so much easier for her to win. And so infrastructure matters. And unfortunately, we don't have all the states. But there are organizations doing that kind of work. They don't have states Abrams to, to draw attention to it and to raise all the big bucks. But those organizations are there. And so, uh, you know, We the People in Michigan and Black Border Alliance in North Carolina and Turn PA Blue in Pennsylvania. These organizations are out there. We've been featuring them on the brief. Um, but we need to build infrastructure. So that's my big cause for the rest of this year. Support and these organizations, year. state, local or national. They're doing the work now. Help them out, folks. Yeah. Please do so. Please, ma'am. Please, sir. The Brief, folks, dailycoast.com, civicswithaq.com. Thank you as always, Marcos. Happy Thursday, Coast. Thank you so much. Talk to you next week. Thanks for getting woke and listening to Make It Plain. Please remember to listen, like, and wherever you get your podcasts, please give the show a five-star rating. And please do spread the word. Let's all continue to pray for each other during this pandemic and this police-demic. If all hearts and minds are clear, it has been Made Plain. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place. By working more efficiently. By using more sustainable practices. By developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com purpose. Parker, engineering your success. When you visit Arizona, time is measured in moments, not minutes. Like the moment your work stress disappears as you kayak through the canyons. Or the moment you discover the life-changing effects of prickly pear chocolate. But nothing beats the moment you see the Grand Canyon for the very first time. Visit a new state of mind. Learn more at hereyouareaz.com.